Welcome to another edition of the Dewan Marrero Podcast. I'm your host, Dewan Marrero. Joining me is CEO of Babies and Beards. He's been really elevating his brand. His trials and tribulations got him to where he is today. Mr. Miguel Nunnery, pleasure to have you on the pod, my brother. How you feeling today? Man, I'm blessed, man. Blessed. I appreciate you taking this time out with me today, man. Definitely. Oh, for sure, man. Uh, I'm going to have Mr. Nunnery just talk about his brand We've been connecting for a minute. Um, I started out, I commented under his post because I've really been seeing his grind and he's been making strides on Instagram because now we live in this social media driven era where you gotta push content out there every day. You gotta be consistent with your craft. And his post just caught my eyes and after that it was a wrap. We just reconnected, he is a Gary native. Um, I'm gonna have Miguel talk about himself and just his background, where he is today, uh, elevating babies and beards. Yeah, originally from Gary, Indiana. Uh, Marshalltown to be exact, east side. Uh, went to Velt, had a chance to play football, basketball, go to Western Michigan, play football there. And um, after that, finished off and went and worked in the NBA. So a lot of experience in the front office with the Houston Rockets and the Bulls. And after the, the lockout hit the league, came, you know, being resourceful, looking at different angles, I uh, was able to leverage the opportunity of being able to go to Valpo and get my master's. And also, as I was at Valpo, get a chance to coach with Bryce Drew and Homer Drew. Because Homer played, I mean, Bryce played at the Houston Rockets. So it was definitely a connection there. You know, it gave me opportunity as I was the director of community relations for the men's basketball team. And definitely, it took me to a chance to be in an opportunity with basketball and be able to teach. Because as you know, a basketball coach and a teacher are the same. It's, a, it's just a different classroom. Right, right. No, I know that's... That's big time experience. People would kill to be in your shoes just to have that position in the front office and work at the collegiate level, Miguel. Um, talk about babies and beers. Just recently, within what, 24 to 48 hours ago, you was on a jam in Chicago. Talk to me about that experience. Man, that was crazy, man. Um, flew into Chicago about 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. Brandon Dawson picks me up, so we have a good conversation about life. You know, always bigger than ball. And then next thing you know, go to bed like 10, I'm up at 5.30. I catch myself, you know, on television, on a dad's panel about babies and beards, the company that I started. And I definitely have it posted on my IG, at babies and beards, babies underscore and underscore beards. Quick shout out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I definitely um, took that opportunity from having that chance with babies and beards and it allowed me to talk about fatherhood. No, for sure. How, how, like, what got you into babies and beers? Or like, I saw it before I even connected with you on this level, and I'm like, that's dope. Obviously, I mean, for people who do see it, they be like, that's really nice. But for those who don't know the meaning behind it, like, what got you to the point where you just gonna push content out for babies and beers? Well, it's definitely bigger than a cool logo. Um, it's definitely about an elevation. It's an alignment. It's an assignment. It's all, it talks about your purpose as a man and your purpose in your child's life, whether it's your biological child or a child that you work with in a mentoring role in any capacity. Um, it aligns you up to a greater good that actually opens up blessings and things for you because that's one of your jobs here on earth. Doing the dash is to service others. So the babies actually represents, like I said, more than just you having a child. It's whatever role that you affect youth development. 
No, I appreciate that. I'm going I'm to hit you. I'm going to hit a different direction with you. So now, you know, I'm 25. You're much older than me right now. You're an OG in the game. Was it hard for you to adapt to the social media era? Yeah, man. I'm a Jay-Z era, right? So, you know, Jay-Z, like cameras everywhere. I remember the interview he gave in the record store talking about camera phones at that time. So it was tough because everything's there. You know, you have to be there. And my thing was like, just post a picture here and there on my personal site but i understand i say this even to my friends daily if you don't have something going business wise because it's not the old traditional way you don't go to foot locker to buy shoes you don't you know you ride an uber right and with ubers that's like getting in the car with a stranger your whole life your family said don't get in the car with a stranger so the rules i mean they deliver your food the rules have changed and because of that i see the benefit of technology and social media if you look at it from the positive angle versus just a lot of the funny negative stuff that you see it exposes you it could be a distraction it's a gift and a curse but once you find your purpose and your balance you can able to use it in a positive way no amen talk about when i see you post you post a lot though it's not just one or two so do you have those pictures in a vault where you just release it like how do you post do you take time out of your day to post like talk about how how do you balance that with you having a family People want to be entrepreneurs and what they fail to realize is the time and effort that go into it behind the scenes. So I'm a teacher and I got a schedule that allows me in those off times in my schedule, I'm actively working. So it's a sacrifice on my family at the moment right now because of a lot of time that you spend, you know, far as not really looking for the post. I've been fortunate for people to send posts to me. So that's been a blessing. Um, some of the stuff when I first started, I had to look for the content. But now it's more of just people sending it to me. Um, I wake up, it'd be a lot of different referrals, and I take those requests and I lock them in. And lately I've been getting a lot of content, so more about understanding what the brand is as we transition. Uh, for sure. Now you talked about teacher. What got you into the education role? Because a lot of, not a lot of people know that you're in that field as well. So if you could explain, like, how is it being a uh, teacher? I mean, it started in grad school, trying to earn some money. I started substitute teaching in Michigan City and in Gary at Pulaski. It was an alternative school at the time. So once that started to happen, you started to get in the classroom. You're standing in front of people. And as you're standing in front of people, you're giving them an opportunity to learn more outside of just the textbook. I like to be transparent about life and how life works. So what that allows me to do and the teaching realm is unlimited as far as changing the minds of youth. So I've been doing that for a while. I taught in Chicago, and now I'm teaching here in Nashville, so at the high school level. Man, you transition from Gary to Nashville, and you know that Nashville's an on-growing city. Talk to people that don't, that like, that's not, that's from our city, but they never got a chance to experience Nashville. How would you, like, explain Nashville? I mean, Nashville is directly connected to Gary in many ways. We can go back to Dick Barnett at Roosevelt, the only jersey retired NTSU, the only jersey Gary Roosevelt grad, fallback baby, played in the first all-black high school championship against Oscar Robertson. And Dick Barnett is a jersey that's in the Knicks, and the Knicks ain't won a lot of championships with Phil Jackson, Bradley, Clyde Frazier, Willis Reed. He was on them teams, and he from Gary Roosevelt. So... With the TSU connection, Coach Heflin went to TSU. Mm. And like our coaches used to tell us, 
you four degrees away from the originator of basketball. You got Jack McClendon, who was taught by James Naismith, who invented the game. Jack McClendon was one of the first blacks to coach basketball and teach others. He recruits Dick Barnett. Dick Barnett, because he went and Gary Roosevelt, Ron Heflin goes there. Ron Heflin come back and he teaches us the game. I'm talking about Winston, Marv, Coach Thomas. And he was a coach there my freshman year, so you get to learn from somebody that's four degrees away, James Naismith, Jack McClendon, Ron Heflin, and whatever level he affected you. And most people can't say that when it comes to basketball. And being here in Nashville, it's a booming city. It's 136 people a day. I mean, you can't beat it. It's 40 cranes in the sky. It's a lot of history here for us as our people. Uh, Fist University. And if you go back in history, the most civil wars was fought in Tennessee and West Virginia. Mm. So the history of like Vanderbilt, one of the, the, the richest men in the U.S. at that time, built the railroad system, Vanderbilt University. So it's a lot of old money here. People just pass through going to Atlanta and not really understanding the jewel that's here. Right. I pass I pass through here all the time when I'm training uh, with my guy Jamal. Shout out to Jamal Richardson. You connected me with him, and I appreciate that, big bro. And I see all these big houses, and it's just the norm. You know what I mean? It's, it's really not the most common thing you see back where we from in Gary, but here is just like the norm and you talk to the people and they be like, oh, that's just such and such, like that's normal. But I'm like, no, nah, that's like a mega house. Yeah. You that's know. The, that's the, that that's so huge when you think about when Darius moved here, the adjustment from Gary to Nashville and just the education. And it's not just, they're trying with the resources that they have, I understand. But when you start to see different environments, it changes. That's the biggest key. It changes your whole world. So when you see like the homes, and how big they are and how many they are. But as far as you just seeing from Gary, you see it, it's a lot of broken dreams. You don't really see a lot of those when you leave your area. But you always, like I say, we go back a lot. It get, Gary gives you a situation where you you can make it out and you can understand that environment. You turn lemons to lemonade, and you can make it anywhere. No, that's facts. I, I look at it like I'm 25, and it showed me grit, perseverance, humility, um, self-care. Because everywhere I go, I really hold Gander to a high standard. Like, yeah, I'm from Gary. And they be like, you from Gary? I'm like, yeah, I'm from Gary. You know what I mean? Don't get it twisted. Um, again, I want you to explain like what it means though to be from Gary for you. You know what I mean? Because I feel like you solid individual. You've been through a lot of trials and tribulations, and all those tribulations we can't get on this episode because we want to say that for season two. So right now we just talking about the positive energy you brought when we went to um, Foster Park in Chicago. They thought you was Catino Mobley, and uh, I just want how long it take you to get the beard because I've been trying to get my beard like yours but it just don't grow like that but how long it take you to get um your beard man yo that was a hey, that's a great question with a lot of energy behind it but man i'm like about four months now but man both my grandfathers was hairy so i mean they some hairy it's just some of that stuff be genetics and then just I mean, it grows. So, I mean, I used to color it. Mm -hmm. I tell people, man, that was just lack of confidence that you grant early. You know what I mean? But now I just accepted it. I'm in a whole different space mentally. 
right. which is like a le- another level. I tell people every seven years your consciousness change, and then every 11 years your intelligence level change, and every 18 years you make a lifestyle change. And I'm 35 now, so at that point, I done did a couple console, you know, my um, consciousness changed. I done seen a couple of them. Right, right. So, yeah. man, um, I've been blessed to have you in my life. Seriously, because there's not a lot of people I can share the Bible app with. And and I want you to explain how important the Bible app has been for you. Because we live in a, like I said, it's a, a social media driven era, internet content era. The Bible app has been beneficial for me because it's something I could just pick up on my phone. I don't have no problem picking up the physical Bible. But for me, I'm 25. If I'm on my phone, I could take the time out and read the word. And I like that. It has streaks, and it lets you know if you're not on the Bible app, your streak go back to zero. Yeah. <laughs> um, so talk about just how the Bible impacted your life. It's crazy you speak on the Bible because that's one of the things that gravitated me towards you, like a bow pack. Y'all got similar interests in Christ. And I grew up coaching. My grandmother or people don't know about me because they may see tattoos and make judgmental you know, viewpoints. And people know me for a range of things, and that's called growth, and that's God working with you. But what I realized as a young kid, my grandmother drove to church van, so you think we there every night. <laughs> Choir rehearsal, she got every we got something to do. So I was known more as a church kid, if anything. Uh, I worked the broadcast, the cameras in the church, Faith Temple in East Chicago, Indiana. And we did the whole entire Sunday school. I was calling the order the minute. So I had roles growing up in the church, you know, where my grandmother felt that was the best thing, because you think ninety six, the murder capital. So people looking, you know, trying to get a way out. So we in church a lot, and but I'm learning in churches. I, I'm just through the camera lens. You can actually see the souls of people. I felt like because you was locked in at all times. You wasn't going to sleep in church. And them roles allowed me to build a relationship. But one thing, as you get, you go through your life, you get away from it. But then I started to find it on my own, and that's been like the best ever. So. I'm every day. I was raised on 23rd of Sons before you leave out the house. And that's been the core of my base. You know, no matter what, as I got older, I made a lot of decisions on my own. And I started to realize, like, how God was always there for me, making a way out of no way, or just helping me through trials and tribulations. And then, you know, even though you fight it, you started to lean on Him because you realized it was only Him that couldn't open. It's no other answer, though, what got you out of all them storms. No, I appreciate you sharing that because God is real. Um, you know, I really do walk in faith, and that's what gravitated me here right now because I've been in Nashville many a times, and we haven't connected, and you was like, every time you, you pull up, you're more than welcome to pull up to my residence, and that's, and that's love because I grew up on 5th, right across the street from McDonald's in those apartments. And so I, I saw it, and then now I'm on 25th, and I, I still see how our culture is in Gary, but having an outlet like this and you to see your babies and beards and having that Gary native background is like, okay, we do got some people and it's up to us to get the word out there. Yeah, so. Gary, Gary booming, man. And one thing about Gary is the fact that, man, it allows you to, man, like think about this. The top corner in the NFL, Lonnie Johnson, Gary. Javante Johnson from Westside, Gary, Dana Evans, Darius Garland, 
Gary. I'm talking about a top level in a sport, Eugene German. All these people declaring for that, making that professional jump. And Freddie Gibbs rapping right now. Like, I mean, they tried my man Mike, and then we saw that the man was lying because the place wasn't built when he made that right, <laughs> allegation. Right, you can't right, even right. shine Mike right now. I mean, right. Gary, you can call it the armpit of America, but logistically, it's the only place in America that's going to get the traffic it get. So they got value. And that's what we starting to show because of social media. It's allowing some of our bright, our brightest, our best to take advantage of their own platforms and connect the dots. And that's the vantage point that we see in our country, even with like Trump and Bezos, the fight. With Trump is he a traditionalist, but they didn't understand how social media, you know, the money and the power. Zuckerberg, 75 bill. Right. I mean, you see Andrew Yang. Andrew, Andrew Yang is really going at the millennials he's really pushing his hashtag yang gang because he believes that uh technology will run the world 75 percent of jobs will not be no more um people won't be employed no more because of technology you see it now and um i think that our culture is really about to change and it's up to you and i amongst other people to uh continue to push the culture forward from gary um, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing Darius in the draft. Like he's from Gary. Like I remember working out with him at Banneker. Like shout out to Coach James Welch who started me from the tee and had little Darius coming in as like when Darius missing teeth. Like he stood across the street. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Like that's I know that. You know what I mean. That's history that people forget. Like no, nah, Darius really stayed across the street from Banneker. And I'm hooping with him working now. They like, yeah, he's going to be nice. <laughs> man, look, think of this, man. Some Darius stories for you, man. Full court, half court in the backyard. Glass with the lights. Mm. Come on, man. What kid had that? You know what I mean? You saw it early. Knowing sets as a kid up watching, knowing full rosters. Like, had the gooseneck early. I mean... Then he had time to ride a bike. He was so locked in. Like, you understand? Like, yeah. this kid was anointed early through trials and tribulations. Like, Gary had their arms wrapped around this kid. Regardless, you know, he moving to Nashville. He still get it. He got a 219 number. Y'all need to realize that. Right, right. <laughs> like, right. don't get it. Don't ever get it twisted. And he loved and rap it hard. It was times over Darius, though. Like, I mean, he was just so focused. Like that's the like kids gotta understand they talk that I want to be this want to be that, but you putting the time in, like he worked he earned every, all that's earned, so that's what you need to really focus on like the earned, and I understand that like situations with people in your lives that help out yeah you can make a case for that all day long and I wouldn't disagree or agree. No, for sure I appreciate you saying like I said I remember those times like. Rest in peace, Barry Stevens, Darius Stevens' dad. Darius was in the lab with us, you know, with, with uh, little Darius and I. And Darius used to give me his clothes when I was little, but those relationships I remember, and that's what makes me the guy I am today because I don't never forget that. You know what I mean? We all standing <laughs> on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. Like, in every, every way. Yeah. People that have filled voids, you know what I mean? My mother died when I was two, mm. but... I was able to fill voice with Felicia, Darius' mom, Dazzin's mom. She helped me and my brother Hilton like tremendously. That's the I danced with her for my wedding. That's my mom. Dance. You gotta 
you know, it's deeper than all that surface right. stuff. It's, it's real. No, for sure. Like, uh, I'm going to hit it with the last segment. Like, shout out to Cody Garland. <laughs> That's my guy. Like, he was in the Bowman crowd, getting the crowd rocking. Like, he used to be like, Reek, like, you take care on the court, I'm going to take care of the crowd. He was like... <laughs> I got a little brother named Darius Garland who's gonna be nice. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm asleep. Like, that's not your brother. And he's like, no, nah, that's my brother for real. <laughs> blood, blood, yo. Blood. Yeah, that's what, what Cody told me. And I'll never forget Cody because he had the crowd rocking. And that's a, something we had at Bowman was like, everybody knew they rolled. They knew that, okay, if Rico hoop, he hoop. You know what I mean? But we gonna make sure we handle our business in the crowd. And I can't forget Cody Garland. Man, Cody, man, that's bro all day. It's all of us, man. Like, that's the crazy part. Like, I'm not blood related. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I'm blood related with Desmond. You know? But as far as Cody, like, we don't do all that. You know, we bros. Like, every day we talk. We know what each other got going on. He out in L.A. doing his thing on the vegan tip. You know what I mean? He moving real silently, but you know Cody. Cody stay connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cody's A1. That's why I have to give him a shout-out. Like, I'm not that guy to have a podcast and forget about those who helped me. Cody played a part. And he was at Roman with yeah, you, so yeah, yeah. Come on, I, I'm solid. Like, we ain't talking about Darius just because you're about to get drafted. We talking about early 2000s in the lab across the street. Now Banneker don't even exist no more. So, um... Yeah, we about to wrap it up. Miguel, you want to give a shout-out to anybody? Man, just I thank God for just the opportunity, you know, to be here and talk to everybody. And really just I thank my wife, my daughter for making me a man I am with his babies and beards. Yo, that's what's getting it going for me. And just family, man, in all forms and fashion. So. Oh, that's love. Uh, like I said, Miguel, I appreciate you hopping on. We're going to continue to keep it rolling, continue to push the content out there can't wait to release this i will release this very soon and um we're gonna stay highly motivated hustling motivated and stay tuned next week um every thursday dropping new content rest in peace nipsey